Good morning. Happy to be back. This class is sponsored by the Breastlove Center in Chicago. They are sponsoring the whole month. Also, the whole class is also and success of All right. First of all, I want to really, really thank the everybody for the support in the New York events and Deal and, and Lakewood were, were really phenomenal. Um, it's amazing to see the faces behind the people in the podcast. I, I don't know who's who's hearing it, who's watching it. I have no idea. So when you see a crowd like that, uh, it's it's amazing to see how Rabbi Nachman's teachings have really gotten to where they are today. And uh, it was just a magical event and deal. And Lakewood also was excellent, was a great event. And just the people, there's a lot of love and there's a lot of people wanting, wanting to grow. And that's there's nothing greater that we could do is to constantly, constantly grow. Thank God. I'm going to talk about today how in life, it's funny how my classes that I've gone through, it's I get the test and then I give you the lesson. And I've been going through so many tests lately and I think it's just to give you guys the lesson. And I have, you should all pray for me that I should have the strength to deal with these tests because these tests are getting very, 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 very strong. So if you, if you hear the quality of the classes going, getting better, it's only because I'm getting squeezed harder. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I need to remind myself of, of the bigger picture. And we, we're going to talk about an amazing, amazing strategy today. Uh, on, on one of the things I spoke about. But we have to recognize the Elul itself is a, is a you're, you're in, we're, we're sort of in a war. We're in a war against the Yitzhahara. We just read the Parsha of the Week about Amalek. You know, the Amalek is rationalization. You know, a few people asked me for the, you know, asked me after the class, well, what if, what if I'm not meant to, to do this? What if I'm not meant to be married? What if I'm not meant to succeed? And if, I, if it doesn't happen, what do I do? This is exactly, we, we start rationalizing with our enemy. You know, maybe I'm meant to be big bone. Maybe I'm meant to be overweight. Maybe that's just what I'm meant to be. This is exactly our problem today. Maybe I'm meant to have a, a, a terrible marriage. Maybe I'm meant to this. We have to be careful with this. This is exactly to destroy. We have to destroy the enemy within. And when you say a mullet, when you say maybe I'm meant to do this, you, you destroy hope. And there's no greater way in life to take away hope. When you take away hope, you, you, you lost. You lost. You know, money comes and goes, health comes and goes, but when you lose hope, you lose everything. And that's exactly what our enemy wants to do, is, is knock you out on the hope. And we just read that, we just read the parts of it last week. And this is where, so you just tell us, when you go out to war, you have to win the war, and the only way to win the war is by, is by being a melech, a king of ma, king of humility. And Part, part of being of, of getting into a state of humility is by by constantly recognize recognizing that you are powerless sometimes over what you're dealing with and you can the reason why it's not that we're failing is it's it's to get you to a powerless state because when you say you're powerless over something you end up actually winning at the end because God helps you 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 allow your creator in 100% and this is the, there's a famous Gemara that says a person who, who starts the year poor begin, ends the year rich. So on Rosh Hashanah, 
the concept of being poor doesn't mean walk around like an AD. I'm not, I don't deserve anything. No, it's recognizing that you have no, everything is in God's hands. Your whole year is in God's hands. And when you have that powerless mindset, you have the greatest power to be secure that you're allowing your creator in your life. And this is where we have to work on this. And it's something that I'm working on certain areas of my life. And I'm just declaring a complete, I'm powerless over this. And if, if you don't help me, Hashem, I will not be successful in this area. And, and, and that gave me, it gives you a certain amount of calmness. And that calmness itself will, will, will at least allow you to surrender the outcome. But when we think we are in control over this, and control, we, we, all we're doing is just spinning our wheels. All we're doing is spinning our wheels. And this is where Elul itself, you, you're going to get shaken up in Elul. You know, I always say in Miami, in Florida, nobody, nobody, nobody likes to run in Elul. So what happens? Hurricanes come and they make you run. It's always the right, it's always, I, I can remember, the, I even, I'm looking at my back classes. Like either you want to get out of your comfort zone or the comfort zone will come to you. The hurricanes come and here goes another hurricane. Elul is like hurricane season in Miami. Because nobody's moving here. Nobody's moving. Nobody, nobody has a sense of urgency. New York, you do have more of a sense of urgency. But in Miami, nobody has a sense of urgency of, of hey, you know, what's, what's good? You know, I have my whole line, my whole, my, I, I cannot come into the new year without any positive momentum. So this is, there's major mood swings, major massive swings on, on you know, broken heart to joy, broken heart to joy, broken heart to joy. Hold on. Run, hold on, run, and, and this is this is where Reb Nachman speaks about lesson six. Where he gives us this constant, constant swings, and one day you're you're you know you're you're you feel amazing, you have no anxiety. Next thing you know, you're riddled with anxiety, and that swing of holding on, and preparing, waiting, and running to the light afterwards. So it, it, there's there's extremely important that if you're you're having swings, you're having major swings, you are not bipolar. It's just the energy of the month. It's to get you to like, at the end of the, the hill, you're like, okay, you're in charge. It's to show you how much you know nothing. I'm going to talk about a concept today that it's very, very powerful. And this concept, if we look at the name 68, we spoke a little bit about this in the Lakewood Share. If you take the numerical value 68, 68 is the numerical value of the name Chaim, which represents the word life. In order for me to have a life, if you think about it, how's your life? Yes, I have a life, I have a great life. Doesn't mean you're necessarily, um, you know, you're, you're just accepting life. You're accepting with what is. There's another thing before I get to this concept of, of getting a life. that We need to understand the, the partial of the week of last week also spoke about it's not about watching scoreboards. You know, order and disorder in our lives, it's not about the scoreboard. It's the quality of how much in life you are accepting the situation that you're in today. It's not whether you're, win, whether you're winning or losing. It's how you're, when I'm crowning God, it's my level of acceptance my level of acceptance that this challenge is from God versus I'm winning in this department. It's not about watching a scoreboard. It's, for example, let's say you're, you know, you're financially not where you want to be, but have you accepted the situation as is versus running to get rich and dying trying? 
so there's the it's extremely important that you know the 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 importance of accepting where you're at because you can't change something unless you fully accept it and that's something where you know you know your, your flight gets canceled this gets canceled that did you have a great trip yes it was exactly the way it was supposed to be we th- we have other plans in life. We think things should be this way, and things should be that way, and I should be by this by then, and, and you know I should be here by then, I should be there by then. We have all these calculations from our you know from where we think we should be, but the the lack of acceptance gives us anger and resentment, and we end up leaving. So it's extremely important to look at the situation that you're in, and ask yourself: Are you really Imuna is accepting? Now, once I accept, then I can think greater than my current circumstances. Then I can sit there and start visualizing and thought. We'll talk about that in another class. But it's extremely important. The first step has to be it. Has to be acceptance. So how to get how to how to get to this name sixty eight? Right. This name is a miracle. Is a, is a, is, a, is the is the number that we actually if you t- if you take the 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 tefillin every morning for men. The there's it's the head to fill in. It's made up of three names, which is the name 21, 21, and six and twenty six. This is an incredible lesson on the how to. I'm going to give you the practicality of this. So think about any situation you're in, and remember every situation, every problem that we go through, is just to bring us to higher consciousness. It's we have to always think about that the problem is the solution. It's just to get us to higher consciousness. It's to get us. It's the trigger to do the work. We have to be careful not to put the energy on the problem, but more importantly, put the energy on the process. And, you know, stress and, and, and anger block even your, your prefrontal cortex that you can't even come up with the solution because you're, you're too stuck in, you know, you're, still, you're, you're, just, you're dealing with the constant, constant emotional turmoil of the situation. So the first 21, we spoke about the name 21 represents God's name of Ekia, which represents a name of cleansing. Before the Jews went to Egypt, they were, in, they were not, God did not reveal to them to Yerkevavke. He first revealed to Ekia, basically saying that any step, anything that you're going to go through, you have to understand that the first step has to be a form of cleansing. The reason why there's a cleansing is because your creator wants to purify your vessel. And purifying your vessel means that you would, through the cleansing, you would actually grow and you would get the, the, the shefa that you're entitled to. But when we have premature vessels, then, the, then the, the basically the, the shefa that you'll get will not, con, will, not, will not stay with you. Right? For example, if you don't work on your self-esteem and on your unworthiness, even if you do receive something, you you will you will you you'll practically believe that it won't stay. So imagine giving somebody a beautiful you know, some a beautiful gift, and they know that they don't deserve it. So they'll end up subconsciously ruining it. We heaven doesn't want that. Heaven doesn't want that. So this is why the process today, it's so much work. It's so much work because the more work you're putting in, the less likely you will screw up. <laughs> If I fix the problem very, you know, I'll listen to a two-minute two YouTube video on how to screw a, 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 a screw from my jet ski, that's not a big deal. You understand? But when you're getting to really, really life trans, trans, transitions, there is, a, there is this concept that you have to knock on the door. And you have to knock on the door and you have to knock on the door until you get it right. 
So the first step that we have to understand is what we have to go through is a cleansing. That's how we get the 20, 21. So the first 21 you get by, by, by just accepting a cleansing. Just accepting that this situation is from God and it's a cleansing and it's good for you. Even though you don't understand it, you don't have to understand it. You're just accepting that this is a cleansing. Okay? The second step is the name, another name of 21, which that represents now an embarrassment. What does embarrassment mean? Embarrassment means, oh my God, I can't believe I questioned the cleansing. Because <laughs> now you're at a higher level. So in a higher level, you have to now come back to recognize, oh my God, what was I thinking? After you, that, that embarrassment, because there's a, there's a verse that says, a person who's embarrassed, all his sins are forgiven. So when you're embarrassed and you handle it well, you are getting a transfusion. You're getting a transfusion. And then you get the mercy. I'm going to give you an example. Let's say, for example, the person, a person had cardiovascular issues. And next thing you know, the doctor tells him, you must exercise. So the embarrassment is, the, the first is the cleansing. You have a sickness. You have a cardiovascular issue. Which led you to now, forced you to exercise. And now exercise is giving you dopamine, serotonin, making you feel great, and it's changing your life. Do you understand? So now that 26 has been awakened for you. But you have to be, you're going to say, oh my God, if it wasn't for the cardiovascular issue, I would have never exercised. And because now exercise is helping me the rest of my life. Another example could be, you know, for example, you could have, you know, what happened to my life practically when I was, before I I really started, when I went through a divorce, I went through all these things and, and, and that led me to his bodhidut. So the, the cleansing was, oh my, you're getting, God's throwing you a thousand problems. The solution was, I got to his bodhidut. His bodhidut has changed my life. So I'm now fed, I'm now fed my life by his bodhidut. That's the 26. 21 is the cleansing. Is the cleansing. 21, 21 another 21 is the an embarrassment. So cleansing, embarrassment, but not in a bad embarrassment. Not like I got insulted. Like, oh my God, I really was off. I didn't recognize, you know, so many people tell you, or recovery. You know, you, you see many times the drugs itself, the cleansing of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of, of a person going through rock bottom. And the next thing you know, he's, he, he, he has spirituality. Now spirituality changes his life. This is all the same process. It's a three-step process. And that's, that's life. It's really, can you turn the, can you really, really turn in your life? the cleansing into the, the, into the actually blessing. And that's exactly what is happening. You have to look at your life and you have to see where in your area in your life it could be Shalom Bayit. Shalom Bayit is getting you to, to work on your empathy. And now that you have empathy, you become a greater person and you change people's lives and you have better relationships with people. Somehow, there's a wake-up call here. In one area of your life. And what happens is, is when you get that that if you handle this well, you do get the 68, which represents life, and now you are strong in that area of your life. Now that area of your life, you now have experience, and now you have wisdom in that area of your life. Now, all of a sudden, you fixed, you've, you cleaned up one closet, but unfortunately, you have a 10-bedroom house. Here's another closet that needs to be cleaned now. You understand, there's always a, the, the, the bottom line is, 
God constantly wants you to get you to a point of purification where you are like him. And the way you do that is by emulating him. So by emulating him, in order for you to emulate him, you have to become a giver and you have to be the best self that you can. So he constantly fixes different areas in our lives that always need work. You have insecurities in business, okay, I have to put you through a problem now. I put you through a problem so you can work on your bitachon, now your bitachon will change your whole life because now you'll, you'll understand what bitachon means. And this is really the recipe. It's, it's, I, I really, I was able through his bodhidu to, to try to practically take this major lesson because it's a huge lesson on Kabbalah that has goes 100, 30 pages, 40 pages, but what, what the practicality of it is it's is, is just like the Jews in Egypt. They first had to get cleansed. Then they had to believe that God loved. You understand? They were embarrassed how the whole process was really... And then they were free. So there's no coming to life without looking at the past and saying, the past made me where I am. Now today, we don't have that. We have, we have unfortunately, a lot of people there, they don't want to get cleansed. They don't, so without the cleansing, you don't get the embarrassment. The embarrassment becomes an insult. See the, or the, the embarrassment becomes an abuse. See the difference? It's an v- unbelievable concept. When I get embarrassed or I get insulted, somebody else, I, I, it's, it's, I recognize I had to go through a cleansing. When I say I got abused, I take it personally. I remain a victim. I'm not saying there's no physical abuse, there's no real abuse out there. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, God forbid, at all. But uh, you, you need to understand that blame itself is the, is the greatest way to stay in the problem without feeling guilty, but it'll, you'll remain small. And we, we want to prevent that at all costs. And at the end of the day, we're not getting the life. We're not getting to the 68. We need to get to the 68. We need to get to the 68. And this it requires, this cleansing process, it's, it's, it requires being quiet and accepting that this, this situation is from God and God wants to purify you. And believe me, it's easier to say this uh, in the morning and after I just prayed and I feel great, but it is harder than you think. It is extremely hard to accept an insult or to accept an embarrassment or to accept a shortfall gracefully. And it, you're not, you, you will not get it on the first shot you will have to constantly pray that you should be able to see this for the good. Because, to tell you today, the, the crisis we have today of communication, we have crises in communications, we have crises in, we just don't know how to, how to be nice to each other, because we don't, we don't know how to deal with all the pressures that we have inside of us. And we just dump on other people, and, 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 and it can get, you can get very confused in life. And that's why the divorce rate is, is what it is, and people don't, don't understand a lot of these things are from Hashem. And, and I, between you and me, I don't see these teachings out there that are really showing these concepts. I do see a lot of, you know, you know, toxic marriage, you have a toxic, well, every situation toxic. You can put toxic on anything. You can, talk, you can put toxic on anything. That's not really the, the Torah, Torah's message. Because we, we, when we, we're very weak, we, anytime we get triggered, we just call it toxic. That's, who says you should call everything toxic? Maybe that's called life. Maybe your expectations are, are too high, or maybe you're just too sensitive. I'm just trying to explain to you that you can't just throw the toxic card every single time something goes wrong. You know, so imagine you're in the highway, somebody gets into an accident. This is a toxic highway. 
toxic city to, to drive in. Okay, so what, you go, you're going to go walk to, to work? What are you going to do? I, I'm just telling you, it's maybe because we're too programmed and we're watching too much chametz, we're watching, hearing too much nonsense, and, and we, we don't think a cleansing is appropriate, and we don't think we deserve to be cleansed, because we're so great. So if I'm getting cleansed, then something must be wrong with the whole world. Again, this is an extremely tough pill to swallow, but we, these classes are not about, obviously I'm not talking to anybody personally, because I don't even know who's hearing it. But obviously, this is, this is something that I have to repeat to myself on a constant level. And even where, where knowing the classes and all that, you have to recognize you have to declare yourself powerless over these issues. And the, it, it, because as long as you say, I'm powerless, just give me the strength to deal with it, then I will be able to handle the, the, the emotions. But if I'm fighting it and I'm choosing and I'm blaming the, the, the person, then unfortunately, I don't see the big picture. I won't see and I won't get that process. And at the end of the day, I want to be on the, I want to be on the 68. I want to be free. I want, the, I, want the, I want to be at the end of the 68. I want to get the 21. I want to get the properly embarrassed. And then I want to get the extra 26. I want to be, I want to be on the other side at the end of the day. So we also, it's extremely important in life to, to have the goal in mind, to, to really ask yourself, where do you want to go? You know, I want to. I want to live a life where I can walk around and not care if I get insulted. I want to walk around where where I don't take things personal. What what, what is? I want to live a life where I don't give away my energy, or I don't you know, or, or things in business go down and I don't have to go and and you know, and 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 get depressed. You understand? Where I can accept things in business. Imagine walking around where you can accept things not go your way, and you say, you know what? You win or you learn. That's what we want. That's, a, that's the purpose of this. When you get to Rosh Hashanah, to, that God wants to give you life. You know, what are we asking on Rosh Hashanah? Give us life. Give us life. What does a life mean to you? No life is living, taking everything personal. <laughs> no life is living with constant fear. You know, everybody, people tell you, I have no life. You, you didn't get to the 68. You didn't get to 68. And that's where this is such an important message. And this is where Rabbi Nachman gives us lesson six, which is this lesson on, on, on the cleansing and the blessing. and Because he wants to prepare you for, for Elul. He wants to prepare you for Rosh Hashanah. He wants to prepare you to, to, you, so you can, have a, you can actually crown the king. Why? Because you, you, you minimize your own honor. This is where he says in the, in the line. Everybody who minimizes his own honor increases God's honor. He should not pursue honor, rather flee from it. So he gets God's honor. Because the minute you get honor that's not yours, you get the other side, the question, does this guy deserve it? And through humility, one merits this, this cleansing. So again, accept the cleansing. And it could be a financial cleansing. It could be a relationship cleansing. It could be a situation where you go say, I'm sorry. And then... After that, you'll feel better. Now you'll be embarrassed over why you were upset and why you held things on so long. You know, imagine two friends fighting for two years. They decide to forgive each other. Now they're saying, well, why did we wait two years? Well, I'm embarrassed that we, we ruined such a good relationship for two years because we held grudges. You understand? You, you, you start have to... You, it's not just enough to say, okay, I forgive you. No, it's 
now you're embarrassed because you're in a higher level now. And now you have to think about what was I thinking back then? That's what gets you the 26. May God help all of us. Another thing I want to talk about, people ask me about the 15-minute conversations and the sponsorships. All these sponsorships and conversations, they either go to food funds or they go to promote the podcast and they go to spread the Judaism. I do not get any of it. But obviously, this is a six-figure operation. Instagram, all these things that promote this is six figures and the food fund and all we're constantly growing. So we're using, instead of asking people for money, we, 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 we provide different opportunities. But again, thank God, God has blessed me financially that I don't need to uh, monetize any of this. But we do have to spread it. You can't, I mean, I, I don't believe these classes have gone to the potential that they need to go. Uh, eventually, I want to get, you know, I want to get the Jordan Petersons and the, and really get better, 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 not different guests. And that requires a lot of money. So it, it, the whole point of this is, is just really, really to grow the podcast and to get the podcast to, to more awareness. And the more awareness, again, there's nothing greater that I hear. And I hear this all the time. I hear this all the time. I met this girl, she listened to your classes, and I listened to your classes, and we're doing really well. That's what I, that's what I want to hear. When we hear those two words, I, I've solved already 50% of the communication issues. So that, there's nothing sweeter than I hear those words. She listens to the podcast, he listens to the podcast, so they're both in line. And then when you're both in line and you're connected to, to Reb Nachman's teachings, then that's it, you follow the program. It's ego-free communication. But when, we, when you come from this world and this one comes from that world, just to get to, that, to, get to the 50-yard line, sometimes you don't even get there. So when, you, when you're both listening, you're both at least at the 50-yard line. Now you just have 50 more yards, you score a touchdown. But if you to get there is the, is the issue. Have a great day.